Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games are right here. Triple M rocks the NRL. Thanks to our mates at King G. Welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrum. So nice to have your company on this Saturday afternoon, no matter where you are listening to us from, whether you're freely walking the streets or whether you're in Sydney in lockdown. Lovely to have your company. Hope in the next three hours we can uh, take your mind off uh, whatever may be bothering you, uh, including those new cases, 50 new locally acquired cases in Sydney. Uh, lockdown, I don't think, will be ending anytime uh, soon. We'll get into this afternoon exactly what that means to our great game over the next few weeks. Uh, that's a big number, and big number, of course, is Mark Guy joins us as well as regularly. Brent Reed is here, but uh, MG, sadly, uh, the great Ryan Girdler can't be with us. We know this COVID uh, restrictions. He, he felt a little bit peaky, a little bit yep. crook today. Off, yeah, off the old glands are up. When yeah. the glands are up, you get the test. Exactly so, right. Simple do, as that. Doing the right thing, so he won't be with us this afternoon. But uh, stepping into the bridge is Michael Chamus. Welcome to you, Tony. What about Reedy? As soon as he found out Gerds was off, he just walks into his chair. Yeah. I had to sit yeah, on the yeah. uh, on the end here. He wanted to be in the middle centre of attention. I feel quite got, comfortable here. He's got <laughs> like a good spot for me. In the playmaker's seat there. I'm at the right hand of God. Yeah. Tony Spies. <laughs> place to be. Just keep an eye on him, Tony. He's getting closer and closer to your yeah, seat, yeah, my yeah. man. Ooh, I like the look of that seat, eh? It's a throne. That's a throne. Yeah, well, you have to wear the crown as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> the golden uh, microphone too. Uh, how are you enjoying uh, your lockdown? Obviously, with holidays. Well, uh, are you looking forward to homeschooling, Reedy? Because you're such yeah, a you know, you're such a joy. Yeah, such a joy. And you're such a coach with your football team with yeah. your kids. Uh, how's that go for you? Um, oh, it's 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 painful time to be mm. honest. Because yeah. uh, we we actually renovated our garage and turned it into an office. Spent twenty grand on it or something. It's it's cleaned our bank account out, and now mm-hmm. my son just sits in there all day. Playing one of my oldest son playing on my PlayStation, my PlayStation, PlayStation. in my in my uh, my office, he's just taken over. I need What's, him back game? At What's his game of choice? What's he playing in the in the uh, PlayStation a bit, of, bit of Call of Duty, bit of Fortnite, bit of everything really, whatever he can. Can't be worse than you at FIFA. Have you heard the no, story he about? Doesn't play FIFA. Have no. you heard the story about Brent Reed in Origin Camp a few <laughs> no, no. years back with Paul Gallen? Calling oh. hotel oh. security with a noise complaint oh, coming hold from on. the room. <laughs> okay, Were you okay. not there? Is that how you, you Well, knew? Let, let's go with this story. Keep going. <laughs> well, I, it may have been my room. We yes, used to have FIFA <laughs> tournaments when we went away. Chammy used to always bring his PlayStation. Yeah. So me, him, and Mick Carianis used to have these, and, and your brother, uh, Johnny, used to have these, uh, PlayStation, these FIFA tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'd play ridiculous pranks on me. Oh, like once I, the, I have a very, very one, good once, one. Once they changed the number on my phone, uh, and it was, um, who did you change it from again? I can't I, remember. It was I Aaron cha- Woods. I changed my name in his phone to Aaron Woods. Woods yeah. <laughs> and he thought he was texting Aaron Woods yeah. all night. <laughs> and come, come up to the room, boys. We'll play PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be there soon. And then all of a sudden we hear a noise outside, <laughs> yeah. and it was Aaron Woods. Who's with so Slam. you were answering from within the same room as him? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He had no idea. I can't um, reveal the, uh, the contents of the exchange because... Well, you've uh, done that once and it caused all sorts of drama. Didn't talk to me for a month. <laughs> I've, done, I've done something similar. I've done something that? similar to mine, but really good, mate. Every time he, he asks for a number, say, he says, have you, have you got a number for 
let's you know for Tony Squires or you mm-hmm. know I'd say yeah mate I'll, I'll text it to you and always text him Graham Hughes's number. <laughs> 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 and my mate Robbo's going uh, you know hey Tony good to see you mate can I just get some memorabilia and he goes who is this? <laughs> he goes it's, it's Trevor. He goes oh, I don't know you mate. He says isn't this Tony Squires? He goes no this is Graham Hughes. <laughs> They got very childish, though, Tom, with these blokes because they, get, they get the phone out and videotape uh, mm-hmm. uh, pranks like throwing a whole uh, bucket of M&Ms over me at one point. Oh, I love you, Jim. It's just very immature. <laughs> very That's immature. right up my alley, baby. That's right up my alley. We have to get some form of entertainment. The way you were playing, we needed something oh, to keep please. us interested. It's good to see that the media contingent is just as immature as the football <laughs> players they follow around the country. I well, we don't bring dancers to our room, though, Tom. That's the one difference. No, absolutely <laughs> not. We'll get to that story uh, very shortly. Lots to get through this afternoon. Uh, this gets, look at that tie power scoreboard, though. Just keep you up to date what's happened Thursday night. The, uh, the Raiders, 30 over Manly, 16. And, of course, South Sydney, 46. The Cowboys, 18. Another incredibly unconvincing performance from the Cowboys. Uh, struggles there. Struggles plenty of places, not with the New South Wales side. And we'll catch up with Brad Fittler uh, later in the show. Plus, Paul McGregor, plenty ahead. It is the Saturday Scrum, thanks to King G. in comfort, technology and design. Tony Squires, Mark Guy, Brent Reed, Michael Chamis with you. What a difference a week makes uh, around this time last Saturday. We were having a chat with Paul Vaughan from the Dragons, mm. then from the Dragons. Uh, the uh, day after the Golden Point win for the Dragons, little did we know at that point that in the dressing room after that game, Paul Vaughan had said, boys... Party at my place tomorrow, $50,000 ahead, who's in? And 12 people put their hand up. Uh, extraordinary, but it seems to be what happened. Uh, Chamo, during the week I noticed that you, in fact, uh, referenced that chat that we had when talking about it. Before I ask you about it, let's have a little listen to a segment of uh, Vaughny talking. Paul, we saw in the paper today, it's the top, well, I've started the top 100 salaries in the NRL. When you guys get together, I assume you got together this morning, do, what do you... What do you Say amongst you, have, there's a lot of Dragons players in there. Do you have a joke? Do you have a laugh? What do you, what do you say about it? And I assume you're um, in the top 50. You're not there yet. So. Nah, 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 mate, I'm a, I'm a battler. I'm oh, a, overworked, underpaid. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, well, we had a day off today. It's funny you say that. You say that. I was just reading daily just then. Yeah. Um, so... I can't believe what they've given Zach Lomax. That's a bit of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I was just funny because I was I was just reading it. So um, I'll I'll have a couple. I'll I'll have a word to Benny Hunt. Maybe you can share me a coffee. He's on buddy almost three million, isn't he? It's gone south since then, hasn't it? Gone well south. You, you, there were, you were picking up on stuff there, Michael Chamis. Well, I might be reading into it too much, but he did say we'll have. I'll have a couple of yes, and then mm. oh, and then change the topic. Yeah, perhaps alluded to what was about to take place at his house that night. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but wouldn't be, wouldn't be joking about his salary at the moment, Paul. No, Paul a- absolutely. Uh, that story, as I said, has gone very ugly. Okay, what's the ramifications? What's the latest with it? Because they were supposed to be signing uh, statements uh, about who was there because the concern is, you know, if there were people who were outside the bubble or if they were planning to get home or, in, or, or arrived uh, via Uber or anything that they're, they're not allowed to do. So where are, they were refusing to sign some of them, I understand. Well, they were. there's a Zoom meeting going on right now between the, the Dragons players and the Players Union, the Rugby League Professional Players Association, just to, I guess, decide on the next step in that, that little battle they're having at the moment with the NRL and those stat decks and... Uh, they were getting changed last night, as I understand it, some of the wording in them to try and appease the players, uh, the players who didn't want to sign them. But at the moment, it looks as though it's a bit of a stalemate and um, a, lo- a lot will hinge on that Zoom meeting that's happening right now. 
Because the ramifications of that are, if it was just the team and Paul Vaughan's wife who were in there, therefore the, the, the bubble isn't really broken, I understand the case. If there were others then, they're going to have to go the 14-day isolation route before they, that would be before they even cop their game suspension. Wow. Well, that would, yeah, well, that, they can't go back to training until, well, the NRL... I would have they, thought the game suspension would, if you're away 14 days, the game suspension would be the game you miss as a result of the 14-day that's right. Well, Jai Arrow, so, he misses the two games yeah. in those 14 days as well. But uh, are the NRL setting a dangerous presence here? Are they saying we don't trust the players anymore? Are we? Is Jai Arrow signing a stat deck? Did Latrell Mitchell sign a stat deck when he got in trouble last year at his farm? Because there was talk about another South Sydney person up at his farm and they couldn't prove that. Are we getting to the point now where there's any indiscretion we need these guys to sign statements confirming what happened? I, I think you run the risk of causing a rift between the players and the NRL. But it's not to, I don't think this, this is to appease the NRL because if you lie to the integrity unit, integrity, integrity unit under the game's current rules, that's a breach anyway. So this isn't to appease the NRL. This is to appease, I imagine, the governments who they're having delicate negotiations with at the moment. Um, I suspect it's to to make sure they've dotted their I's and crossed their T's with, with, with state governments because the rules of the game now, when you sign a contract, an NRL contract right now, part of that includes a, a clauses that say you cannot lie to the integrity unit. So if the, they don't need to get them to sign this to appease the NRL to, or to, to, to bulletproof the NRL because the NRL's already got that power within the player contracts. The players aren't allowed to... If they're found to have lied to the integrity unit... Yeah. Well, they're in trouble but anyway. Within within the next fourteen days, they don't leave Sydney. Mm. They play the, they play Manly next week. Then they play the Titans at home. So they don't need permission from any from State Queensland yeah. government to go anywhere. That team doesn't. No, but I think the NRL overall is concerned yeah. about its deals with uh, you know states outside of New well, South Wales. Well, there's four games next concerned. week where yeah. teams are travelling interstate. Four games. So there's three in Queensland, one in Melbourne. Before we get back to what possibly may happen, talk of various hubs or going regional, that sort of, sort of stuff. MG, just uh, on the surface, those punishments handed out to the Dragons players, which, as we say with Paul Vaughan, uh, ended up with him having his contract torn up. What did you make of them? Were they uh, just right, too severe? Where did you lie them? Oh, I, I suppose they're just right, Tone. I, I, I learned, I've learned throughout my career um, in my in my in my life's and sometimes the hard way that honesty is, is the best policy. As soon as you get on the front foot and you put your hands up and say you've done something wrong, the healing process starts the minute you say that. The, the more covert you are about trying to hide the truth, um, the more trouble you're going to get in. Hence why we find, you know, seven days later or eight days after we spoke to Paul Vaughan, he's, he's out of work. Um, and it's just, it's a warning. It's a massive warning. We've, you know, 50 new cases today of, of COVID, um, this new Delta strain. And you know what? Everyone's everyone's uh, jumping at shadows and as they should be. You know, I'm a small business owner. I've got, you know, other small business owners are doing it hard. And we're do, we have to do the right thing. I've got to stay inside my, my four walls. I've got to stay inside my... You know, my my house. I, I, one of us can go to the shop and get some essential goods. Like I, the last thing you should be thinking about now is is, is partying. And and the fact that they went to the club, I think, last weekend and asked them could they, could they do it at Wynn Stadium and would decline that, and then went to Vaughan's house after being told no, you can't do it. Well, I think the the penalties are right on, are spot on, to be honest. Yep. How do they? Go through it then in terms of a team, if uh, putting aside this, whether, you know, signing the statements and so on. 
do they say, okay, we target, it has to be what, across four weeks, four. between two and four weeks. Yep. Uh, so they can't get them all out and go, look, let's, let's just throw the Manly game. Uh, and, you know. Well, I, well, I suppose they could play. They could play a weaker team, couldn't they, against yep. the Manly potentially? I'm not sure how they'll, they'll, they'll attack it. They'll but, tank that game, and, and yeah. you'd think they'd tank the Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs games. Yeah. yeah, so they target the ones which almost four points, given that, that battle for the seven and eight position. So they've got the Titans uh, and they've got Canberra, I think, are the other two teams they play well, in, that, the in that patch. Well, they're the two teams in contention for that. Eight spot really, well seventh and eighth spot. They're probably the only two positions up for grabs. So that mighty battle for seven and eight to be uh, dismissed <laughs> kind of for the first week around by Melbourne and Penrith. <laughs> Maybe we need to bring in that wild card system they wanted to do seven, eight, oh, nine, yeah, and ten. Would that have been? Would have been a great round some football. quality football. <laughs> you win, you win four games all year, and you'll get not. You come tenth. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think it's logical that they're the Canberra and it was the Gold Coast. The other one, they're yep. the logical games that they can win, uh, that are more win, winnable than the other two. So I would, I would imagine you would play your strongest side against those two because you're a better chance of winning those mm. two footy games and it's more influential influential on um, the bottom half of the top eight. So that would make sense, yep. but they've got, to, they've got to run it by the NRL, don't they? They've got to get approval, yeah. I think, from the NRL as to, to who they play when. So, you know, maybe the NRL will turn around and say, well, no, it's obvious you, you, you're dismissing the other two games and, yep. and overrule them. So we'll see how it plays out. What's the latest with the Warriors player? Um, is Fanua Blake? The Tamua Brown. Uh, Jane, Tamua Tamane, Brown, sorry. Tamua Brown, yeah. Um, well, I'd, I'd imagine that would go through. It. it was Fanua Blake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just fell off his chair. Yeah. Fanua Blake's coming to the Dragons. My goodness. Well, look, there's some clubs kicking up a stink about it, but there's nothing illegal about what they're doing. It's within the rules what they're doing. They've got spare spots on their roster. So I don't think the other clubs can stop them doing it. I think For those who don't know, so the notion is that he gets the Warriors have to basically terminate, terminate his contract. Yep. He's signed by the Dragons, but by August one, he then has to be released by the yep. Dragons to go back to the Warriors, who insist that he plays all of the three yeah. games. Plays three games. Yep. is the way it works. This, this is a this is something they're going to look at next year. They're the, the committee yeah. at the moment. They're meeting about a loan system. They want to introduce it. Oh, well, that was last year well, because of the Warriors. Because of the Warriors, yeah. but they want to make it uh, for every club going forward. And I, I like, and it's got a lot of support because basically it means. If you've got a players in reserve grade who aren't playing, like Brent Naden over the first I love the, four months like, of the I love season, yeah. he could have gone to the dogs. And then if there was an injury, they call him back in. Yeah. And I, I think the loan system going forward has got a lot of support and it could be a way of the future. Well, look at someone like Jaden Sewer who's been on the bench, hasn't even been on the bench for the Rabbitohs last couple of weeks. Imagine a team like you know, the, the Warriors or the Cowboys getting in for three or four weeks. It's a no-brainer. And the other aspect I like about it is if a club happens to find itself in a bit of salary cup difficulty, they could potentially loan a guy out for a, a month eases their salary cap problems. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to it. I, I don't know why we haven't got it now. I know we obviously had it last year. It's it's crazy that the NRL doesn't have this in place because it works in Super League in England. We've seen it works in Premier League soccer. I mean, most sports uh, or a lot of sports have this type of system and it's you know it's good for young blokes. It gives them an opportunity when otherwise they mightn't have got an opportunity. So um, you know I think they have to bring it in. Well, one one thing that's happening at the moment is the teams are down the bottom. It is so difficult for them to get out of a hole. And if you give them the opportunity to basically like like the NBA give give up at the end of the year and start shedding players and making a little bit of room in their salary cap because they're going to have to pay overs to bring people in. It helps them a little bit because if you're at the top, you're paying unders to bring blokes. I just feel you need to support the teams down the bottom, get out of a hole because look at the Tigers. Look at the Bulldogs. It takes years and years and years. I don't think it's good for yep. the game to have those strong brands Broncos, to be struggling. The, the Broncos, Broncos to struggle for five or ten years. <laughs> Poor old Broncos. Is the competition this idea of it uh, heading to regional New South Wales? Now that's all because depending on what happens COVID-wise and whether the bubble has been breached or whether that's the safest way to go forward for this season which, and without compromising it. Where, where That's just still under consideration, obviously, and dependent on what goes on. 
Well, I think it's always been in the background. They've always had that plan, those contingency plans in place. And I would imagine the numbers today have really disturbed them. Uh, Mm -hmm. As the numbers have all week, I spoke to Andrew Abdo last night. He just sounded exhausted, Andrew, with everything uh, they've been going through. And I think, obviously, the next few days and the next week are going to be crucial because, as I said, they've got four games interstate next week, next weekend. Uh, They've got to rely on government exemptions for that to happen. If the numbers keep going up, I imagine those exemptions are going to be harder and harder and harder to get. Uh, and that almost well, that will almost force their hand. So I reckon the next few days are going to be crucial um, in terms of whether we move to one location or to a, a what do you call it? A, 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 a hub. A, a hub, sorry, yeah, a hub, whether we move to a hub or not. It's doable. There's yeah, eight, eight up, weeks yeah. left, and the and reality is the teams from out of state are not are very unlikely to make the finals outside of Melbourne. Uh, the, the Queensland teams, it'll be an eight-week trip, not a 12-week Can we trip. go somewhere warm? Where do you want to go? Well, where, where are you going? Up, up, up north somewhere. Cairns, Townsville, what do you think? Somewhere warm. I'm not the sure you're on the invitation list. I'm better text Aaron Woods. I'm doing my best. Text Aaron Woods. Ask him <laughs> if, if you can. Who knows, who knows whose number his is? We haven't got the Jai Arrow yet. We haven't got to Paul Green and his uh, very abbreviated press uh, conference. We're also going to get to Paul uh, McGregor shortly to talk about all of this saga that is unplaying before our very eyes on the Saturday Scrum. Thanks to King G. Woo! Triple M, Saturday Scrub for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Good to be with you. My name's Tony Squires. I'm with great Mark Guy, Brent Reed, and Michael Chamis uh, in for Gertz today, who is slightly unwell. Uh, he's got uh, the black lung tone. <laughs> he's a, what yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, that one. Zoolander. Zoolander. He's got the black lung. I'm a merman, Daddy. I'm a merman. <laughs> if I would put my hand up and say I've not seen Zoolander, what would you think of oh, me? Oh, man. You what haven't you think seen Zoolander. That's no, terrible. Bless you. Really? Have you never seen it. Zoolander? I've not seen Zoolander. Oh, it's one of the great movies. Add it to your lockdown list. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, that's exactly. This, now's the perfect time. Give the give the sequel a miss. But yeah, the Zoolander two no yeah, good. Terrible. No, no good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if this man's watched Zoolander. I do know that he's been one of the great Steelers and Dragons players, uh, and great of state of origin as well. Uh, Paul McGregor joined us. G'day, Mary. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? Very well, thank you. Uh, world of pain for those old dragons at the moment. How have you uh, seen what's gone over the past week or so? Yeah, probably like all of us. Um, you know, they've made a glaring error of judgment, mate, and they're paying the price. Um, you know, with dollar suspensions, embarrassment. Um, obviously, Vaughan's paid the ultimate price with his contract terminated. Um, but we need to move forward on it. You know, they've got, um, they've got eight games remaining, and and um, they're a chance to play in finals footy. In terms of moving forward, one of the things that I think would be most difficult for those guys within, or certainly for the management structure, if the coach has said, guys, don't go out, don't go celebrate, you know, be careful, and then they do, how does the dressing room then address that down the track? Yeah, I suppose that, um, you know, the, the biggest thing the players can do is, is the best apology is a change of behaviour. So um, it wasn't all the players that selected few and they probably didn't understand the ramifications at the time, but um, they've obviously gone over and above um, someone that's a leader's voice, uh, which is disappointing. Um, but it's not the first time, it won't be the last, and unfortunately um, it's happened. Um, but they've certainly got to be, it's got to be addressed, I suppose, when they all get back together and then... Um, you know, get, get moved forward from it quickly because there's still a third of the competition to go. Uh, they've got themselves in a reasonable position, so um, it's pretty important that what's been done is done um, and, you know, somehow um, regroup and, and go forward. 
Now, can I ask you, when you when your time was coming to an end last year at the Jaguars, a lot of the talk was around that there was a feeling that you may have been too close to the players, they needed a, a disciplinarian, and then something like this happens. How does that make you feel knowing what's happened in the last six to 12 months? Yeah, look, I don't try and trace things back to when I was, um, you know, their leader. I, I think that, you know, I, I demonstrate every every day my discipline and, and, you know, what I'd like, what I value culture as. Um, you know, I'm not there now, so I don't know what it is and, I, and, and it's not my place to really comment, to be honest. But, um, you know, I think... I think when you are in charge, that um, the biggest thing, biggest thing is everyone always challenged on what you didn't do, not what you've done. So um, I think for me, it's just about um, when I'm in charge of something, um, or when I'm their leader, I, I made sure that I done it as professionally as I could uh, all the time, and I'm, I'm sure that um, Hook and his staff would be doing the same. Mary, you've obviously had a bit to do with Paul Vaughan over the years. Um, what was your reaction when you? you, you uh, to him as an individual when you heard what had unfolded? Oh, look, I hadn't spoke to Borny, um only by text um, when he broke the protocol last year because it was my second last game at the club and it was before the Roosters game the day before. Um, you know, we played and then, you know, we lost. And then the club and I come to the decision that uh, we'd have that divorce going in the Parramatta game and he wasn't available for that. So he come back into the uh, the bubble after I left. I didn't see Vaughn for about four or five months um, after that that um, that time. So obviously I'd cooled down a little bit by then. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we had a bit of a conversation over it. Um, you know, I, I feel that he'd be really disappointed. Well, he's, he's come out and he's... he's First thing to a solution is admitting your, your problem. So um, he's come out and done that, which is big. Um, but it's, uh, you know, in, in doing it a couple of times in a row, it's a bit silly. On to other news. How's life without a clipboard, Mary? MG. Hello, mate. Hello, buddy. Um, mate, how's, how's life been the last six months, buddy? Just doing stuff around the house, hanging with the kids and the missus without the stress yeah. of being a, a first-grade coach? Yeah, all that. Uh, it's been good. I, I'd spent a, uh, a lot of time with Daddy past uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I oh. got to really spend some quality the last nine months by his side, which has been fantastic. That's um, great, so mate. That's time, great. time was really good there. So, um, you know, he'd been cooked. He had dementia and cancer for about 18 months. So um, for me, it was time well spent um, and needed to because, you know, when you're in the football environment, you're pretty well... They're 100%. So um, I spent a lot of time now. I'm a bit bored, mate, now because I've been spending so much time with him. And at the moment, I've got a lot of time on my hands. So, um, but, mate, going on okay. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in getting back in the rugby league um, at the right club. Um, but I'll just have to um, wait and see what's available. Who needs the help, really? Man, yeah, hypothetically speaking, with you, mate. Someone could do with you, brother. <laughs> well, not even hypothetically after what you just said, but as a coach, there's a few out there who are looking for jobs. When you're sitting back and looking at the teams that are struggling and realistically may move in a different direction, which team is the most appealing? Is it the Tigers? Is it the Broncos? Raiders? Bulldogs? What do you look at as a coach and which team is the most most appealing? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I really haven't looked at any of them. Like, I, I think the top six are really separated there's a fair gap in between the top six and the next 10. So, um, 
you don't really want to comment on other teams why they're coaching because I've been in that position, mate, to be honest. Uh, I, th- I think the biggest thing is if you want to take over a, a, a challenging roster is to see where it's at before you take the opportunity to coach again in my position because I think, you know, going, and I've said this before, roster list management is the most important role in professional team sport. And if you don't, especially in rugby league, if you don't get that right or it's ongoing for a few more years before you can correct it, the X's and O's don't change between a coach too much. We all know the game pretty well. We've all played it or we've been associated with it for a very long time. So that list management and how you can change that within the, in the period of your your um, your coaching and how long your contract is is very, very important. Um, or you go to a, a team that you can help as an assistant coach um, and be a sounding board for um, the coach or be there for the coaches coaching at the time. Mary, I bumped into you up at, up in Townsville for memory. You're up there on a corporate mm-hmm. gig for Origin. You look yep. relaxed. You look fit. You look happy. Why would you want to Why get back? Why am I going back? Why are you, what are you doing to yourself? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I just think it's in your DNA. Like, you know, you guys, um, you know, comment about the sport and, and obviously and, and play the sport, some of you guys. So um, it, it's your job. For me, it's a passion. Um, I love the game. I've always loved the game. It's been a part of my life. All my life, you know, I remember as a kid when I used to play it on the road, you know, like after school and and even before school at the bus stop and stuff. So for me, it's just something that I've never been without. I've always been involved in it. I was 29 years at the one club, which has been very fortunate for me over time. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, I just think experience gives you better instinct. Um, you know, you, you, you're more rounded um, as, as the more experience you get. And, uh, mate, I miss it. I miss the discipline of it. I miss the uh, routine of it. Uh, you meet a lot of good friends, and I've met met some lifetime friends through rugby league. So I think uh, when all that's going the right way, and you don't lose any motivation through day to day activity, even though it's challenging at times, you know you're doing it for the right reasons as well. So Mary, you'd be happy to come back and be an assistant by the sounds of it, if, if the opportunity arose. I think at the right club, mate. Um, you know, and and under the right coach that that would want sort of some my guidance or or to, to, to be a sounding board. Yeah, I would. Um, whether that means I have to move, well, that's going to be the next sort of uh, conversation I'd have to have with the family and stuff. But my, my um, yeah, the kids are quite old now, so one's already moved out. So they'd be fine. I'm sure she'd be happy living on the beach. We may not eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone. As you sit back yeah. and, and observe, as a, you know, not having anything to do with any club, what do you make of the... The blowout scores we're seeing, what do you attain them to? Is it, is it something to do with the new rules or and regulations? Or what do you put it down to, Mary? You said there's a top six that's basically on, yeah. on its own. Why is, there such a, why is there such a gap between them six and the bottom ten? Yeah, it's a, it's a talking point, Andrew. I think my, my view anyway is that the timing of the rule change, um, first and foremost, like if you – it's like any good teams, they've got smart players. Um, and smart players always adapt quicker. And that's what's happened. I think the, the top end of the competition, the players have adapted a lot quicker and the, and the staff have adapted a lot quicker because they've got them talented players and the smart players in their football team. So the gap between them and the rest of the team got wider. Um, the rule change I actually like, but the timing of them because of that reason, um, when you don't have a lot of time to work on them, when I say a lot of time to work on a pre-season to work on them, and um, they're sort of happened over a week, there's a lot of teams that get affected quicker because their discipline's probably not quite there as well. Um, 
So that's the, the reason why I think the gap's probably got wider than it should have um, in, in the amount of time it has. Paul McGregor, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time this afternoon. All right, boys. Thank you. Go on, you, Mary. There you go. Go on, boys. Paul McGregor, uh, been a great player over many years, moving the coach. Well, a late bloomer too, Tony. Yeah. A late bloomer he was. He was 23 or 24 until he played first grade. Yeah, he, was Mate, like... he looked so good up in Townsville. He just looked fit. He looked healthy. Looked as though he was enjoying life. Don't you know, coach. Then he saw you as the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What were you, what you thinking? Uh, well, there may be opportunities that uh, we're going to get there next, but that, of course, uh, Macca's, it's Macca's 50th birthday. Celebrate 50 years of Macca's with the Mac family. You'll get a free collectible Macca's glass uh, when you purchase a medium or large Mac Junior, Big Mac or Grand Big Mac meal. I, mean, I haven't Ooh, had the Grand Big hello. Mac meal yet. That's a road trip one. I have to wait till I'm not locked down. Uh, only for a limited time. It is a Saturday Scrum. Thanks to King G. Triple M, Saturday Scrub for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Just again, Ty Pass Scoreboard tells me South Sydney 46, the Cowboys 18, uh, Thursday night, the Raiders 30 over Manly 16. We'll have a close look at those games. As the afternoon progresses for you, we were just talking to Paul McGregor about the notion of uh, jumping back into coaching, even if it was to be uh, in an assistant coaching job, uh, wondering where those openings may be. Uh, Michael Chamis, what are you hearing? The Tigers, what's going on there with uh, Michael Maguire? Yeah, I think we're all starting to hear the rumblings around the Tigers and you know, a little bit of unrest at the club in regards to the way they go going forward. Uh, I wrote during the week that the, quite a few of the players had their noses out of joint a little bit, uh, offended by Michael Maguire's comments last uh, week. Can we just have a, before we go forward, let's have a little listen to what he had to say about his players after a bad loss. Uh, for three weeks, our starts have been ordinary. So we're going to be accountable towards that. What happened at the end there is doesn't mean nothing really. It's sad to say that our start looked like a training run for South. It was um, very disappointing to sort of see us start like that. You know, we've done a lot of work and I need to find men that are going to be accountable to what we're doing. Yeah, it's not, it's not acceptable there for, for where we're going with the club. Look, our first half was, was garbage. I need to find men. Who are accountable Exclamation mark as yeah, well. Yeah, that was very mark. pointed, MG. Absolutely, you're right. Well, so I, the players you think are not particularly happy with that. And I'm not. Yeah, well, they're not. And I'm not defending the players because I think there's a element, and you've you've spoken about this before, Reid. The players there are, are partly to well, partly to blame, but it's the reality of the situation. If he's starting to lose them, and comments like that, they're sending text mes- messages amongst each other about, you know, what's the coach saying here about us, they're, and they're taking offence to it. Whether they are right or wrong, that's the reality of the situation Madge now finds himself in. And how you overturn that, given their start to the year, given the fact they are struggling to recruit players, and I, and really, you would have made similar phone calls this week. I'm starting to feel as though he is losing a lot of support with the people that matter as well. And they play Brisbane on the back of a bye. They've lost to Melbourne and South Sydney, which most people expected. But if they lose to Brisbane up at Suncorp, things could start to unravel pretty quickly. And the club's waiting for Tim Sheens to arrive. He probably won't be out of quarantine till August, but the, the, the whispers are getting louder, Reedy, and I'm sure you're hearing the same thing. Well, the sense I get is they'll wait till Tim gets here and Tim get, gets his feet on, under the desk and gets a feel for, feel for the environment there and um, whether Madge's message is still getting through. I mean, I, I've been one of Madge's biggest fans, you know. I often cop fl- flack from people about it. You know, they call me the Seabold sympathiser, but <laughs> I've been a Madge sympathiser for a long time as well. But even I... Even I acknowledge now, the sense is that uh, unless things change dramatically in the next month or two, 
um, he can't survive. I mean, he just they're just making no headway. They're, they're actually going backwards. And, you know, I, I, the player's got to take a lot of responsibility for it. But as we always see in these situations, it's easier to get rid of a coach than it is to clean out a dressing room. So ultimately, if Tim Sheens gets there, um, you know, if they lose a couple more, they lose to the Broncos, which I think they probably will because I think Brisbane's, you know, after, mm. after last week, Brisbane look as though they've... Well, I shouldn't say they've turned a oh. corner because we've seen that before. See, they when, probably haven't turned a corner. I don't, why did Kevin Walter say we're in clean water <laughs> yeah, now? No, clean please. water. Honestly, oh, why would you say that after what, one? Did you put some chlorine in or something? <laughs> I'm not sure what he did. <laughs> but you know, if they lose that game, that's another yeah. mark against him. Tim gets here, you know, in August, whenever Tim gets there, and things haven't changed, then I don't see how Madge can be there next year. Um, it, it just can't, it's just not working. You got to ask the question: Where to next? And mm. and that's the thing people at the club are saying. If we get rid of Madge, then what? Like, is the answer Shane Flanagan? Is the answer Paul McGregor? Is the answer Paul Green? I think they need to do a Penrith on Penrith. And when I speak to people in the NRL about who the best coach unavailable is, they all say one man, and that's Cameron Serraldo. Right. Now, whether he takes that job or not, I'm not sure. And I'm sure probably Ivan will be in his ear about, you know, <laughs> staying at Penrith and the, the Tigers, but... They need to. Ivan wouldn't put the boot in the Tigers. <laughs> Please. They need to out Penrith, Penrith, and ask the question. And if I think they need to do what the uh, the Sharks did and headhunt someone, they wanted Craig Fitzgibbon. They went out, and people might not agree it was the right thing to do. Do it in the background, but unless they know for sure that Cameron Sorrell is going to come, perhaps they don't need to move on Michael Maguire if they don't feel he's got the another next year? option. He's got another. He's got another two, two I think. years. Yeah. yeah. Two. Okay. The, yeah, I'm with the boys. I'm, I'm especially Rudy. I'm, I'm, I like Madge. He's a grand final winning coach. But there's something in common with the teams that um, are down the bottom of the ladder and the Dragons, you know, what they had happened to them last Saturday, um, the Bulldogs the week before, David Nofaluma coming to training hungover. It doesn't happen to Penrith and, and, and the Roosters and, and the Storm and the good clubs. It's, it starts at the top and it filters its way down to the players. And if, you've, if you're a player and you've got respect for those who are above you who hold command, you don't stuff up. But if you don't give a damn about who's got the whistle in his hand telling you to do, you know, fart legs and, and 400 meter sprints and, and then the people above him, well, you're going to act accordingly. And that's what's happening. That's I, Look, is Madge the right man for the job? I think he is. Has he got a roster that he probably doesn't want at the moment? Half of it, yeah. But they're, they're rugby league players who do this for a living. And some of the performances they've given this year, they should be unemployed, some of them. That's just not up to first grade standards. From a club that I thought would make the eight this year, so I, I, something's wrong. Um, hopefully Tim Sheens, who I was my first first grade coach back in the, the mid-80s, um, who has a, an aura about him, if he can come and straighten the Tigers out, which I think he can, I think, you know, and, and we look at the Raiders. They, they had a win um, against Manly. We spoke to um, Jared Croker on the rush hour last night. He's just a different bloke after a, after a win. You start winning, it, it's infectious, and that's all the Tigers need, a couple of back-to-back, and they need to get one soon. MJ, you've got your ear to the ground at Penrith. You know a lot of people there. What what is the talk about Seraldo? Is is the hype is the hype real? The hype's and do real. you think and do you think he would leave the Penrith system for a job like the West Tigers? I think he'd, I think he'd leave for a first grade job. Yeah, I, I know that um, Fitzy wanted to headhunt him at the Sharks as an assistant, um, but ultimately he stayed at um, Penrith, and that, that got greeted with a roar of of you know cheers. They love him. The players love him. He's he's the he's the he's the Fitzgibbon of, of origin. Um, Fitzy does all the talking to the players. Freddie, will, you know, when we speak to Freddie, he'll go on record and say that. 
Freddie's got that aura about him who just doesn't need to say much when he says it. They 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 jump because he's the you know he is what he is. But Serrato's defensive um, techniques. Um, he's got Nathan. He's got the whole squad juggling, and one bloke who's gone to the next level of juggling is Nathan Cleary. Hand eye you know coordination, and he thinks outside the box. Um, he's got a great demeanour. Um, he's a, he's a softly spoken bloke, but he, when he talks, he's a big six foot five giant. And he when he speaks, you listen. But he says it in a way. He says it in a way. He does. He says it in a way that you want to you want to run through walls for him. And that's that's what I'm trying to get back to this respect thing about whose whose authority is above you. If you've got respect for them, you'll do anything for them. Anything. You won't turn up the training drunk. Mm. Yeah. All right, that is a story we will absolutely follow. Um, we've still got a quiz to go in this hour, but Brad Fittler will also join us uh, just after one o'clock right here Saturday Scrum. Thanks to King G. The Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Mark Guy, Brett Ree, Michael Thomas, Tony Squires with you. Uh, we're going to speak with Brad Fittler in a little while. Plenty to get to. The quiz is coming up next as well. Uh, I think I might, for the quiz, actually, there may be a prize. Oh, yeah, oh. sponsored by Marty Tapao. There is going to be a meat tray. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't know if either any of you have read the story. His diet, apparently, he's moved into the uh, Manny. The, the steak. Salt and water, kind of the caveman. Uh, I think yeah, is caveman what diet. Caveman diet. Have you got into the caveman diet? Because that seems to be if you're just eating protein like that, it's a recipe for basically bad breath, breath and tough times in the bathroom. Have you? <laughs> certainly, if you're a, a second row packing behind him, it's not good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so most of my front rowers, they're on the same same diet. Nobby Clark and Paul Dunn and. Really? Um, yeah, I used to. This is this is the throwback because I, um, in my early days, I, we were told, um, you know, in the mid to late eighties that that was all about what you should be having for breakfast. Um, so my girlfriend, then now my wife, would make myself and my brother-in-law now Brandy and and Ben before a first grade game. She, Megs would make us um, bacon, eggs, sausages, piece of steak, and, and eggs <laughs> with a and make a, a nice coffee milkshake for us and put it in the freezer and then would have it before every before every game wow. before every game. And that was like when we used to play at three o'clock on a Sunday, and we'd have breakfast at about ten. So I, I and play eighty minutes. So obviously the game's a lot quicker these days. But I think Marty's onto something. I think everyone, everyone suits different needs and wants as far as dietary um, requirements go. And if this is working for him, we'll keep it going because he's look, he's playing fantastically for yeah. Manly. One of the reasons they are where they are, and he's um he's looking for a club. So. He'd be, he'd, be, he'd be a guy. I'd, I'd be looking forward to buying if I was on the, the market for a front rower. You're spot on, MG. He's playing good footy, Marty. Uh, and ever since they said to him, you can go and find another club or look around, um, he's been outstanding, I think, It's Marty. funny that, isn't it? When you, it's yeah. funny that when you're in <laughs> He's got a yeah. year to go there. And if I'm man, manly, I'm actually seriously thinking about saying, no, mate, we want to keep you for that year so and maybe I. extend you out because he's been so good for them. But I'm sure there's plenty of... Club sniffing around Marty at the moment. All right. Well, I'm sure there are. Uh, <laughs> what about you, before your, in, your, in your NSL days when you were oh, playing for the Brisbane Raw? Did you have steak? Uh, no, I was a pasta man, MG. Oh. I used to have uh, spaghetti marinara every every Friday. Well, <laughs> every night before football. the game. With peas? No peas, mate. No peas. 
Eight peas, Brent Reid. Oh, I like so Matty I. Johns. Did you see Matty Johns this week? I hate the peas. The only, thing, the only thing I don't eat is peas. Yeah. I can't even stand the sight of them, MG. Me either. Me either. What? I hate... I went on a footy trip last year. My fr- my mates uh, filled all my shoes with uh, frozen peas while I was away. <laughs> how was old four. are you? Twelve? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a... Re- it's a re- it's You'd a re- be surprised how often he gets <laughs> asked that question. <laughs> my parents made me eat peas when I was a kid. I cannot cop them. Every parent makes their kid eat peas. Yeah, They're right, good no, for yeah, them. What about... Uh, that's hard me. It's hard me have pie and mushy peas. Oh, beautiful. Don't ever go have to a restaurant with Brent Reed. He is a punish when he orders. Mm. He have you ever seen the movie Bench Warmers? Have you ever seen the movie Bench Warmers? Yeah, have you seen that movie? There's yes. a guy in there who's. I'll put it down plays. after his Zoolander. Hang on for a second. Bench Warmers. His name's Carlos, and they recruit him to play under 13s, and he's got an ID. He says, I am 12, but he's really 38. So that's what Rudy goes around. I am 12 on his ID. Time for this. Welcome to Tony's Spotting Quiz. Yes, hello, buddy. Welcome to the show. I love to have your company as we uh, get to the bottom of just how shallow these three gentlemen are. It is a quiz, and MG, you're right. This week I am going to once more just focus on one particular subject, one particular person, and because we are going to speak with the New South Wales coach, Brad Fittler, in a little while, I thought I'd have a, a Freddie Fittler quiz. Oh, now, uh, MG may MG have an advantage. <laughs> he, he should nail it, but that, that puts added pressure. The questions aren't that hard. That puts added pressure on him. All right, are you ready to use your names as your buzzers? Could you check them for me, please? Thomas. Ready. MG. Excellent. Let's begin. What is Freddie Fittler's middle name? MG. Freddie. Yes, MG. Scott. Scott is oh. correct. Oh, look, you're ready. Did you say Freddie? Well, what is the origin of the Freddie name? Can you explain uh, to me? I was in, it was in the City Origin Camp in 89 when uh, Jack Gibson hadn't met him before, and um, he asked him if his name. He said, what's your name, Fred? That <laughs> no, stuck. Can you give another ding for MG, please? That's Thank two you, points. Mate. And that meat tray oh, could be coming on, his way. I could have told that story on you, that story. Did you really? Yeah. So did you honestly? You didn't even know, oh, didn't know that, that it wasn't Aaron Woods you were having a text exchange <laughs> that's with. True. That was, in fact, Michael Chambers. Maybe that's why Freddie hasn't been returning my calls. I'm in the wrong bloke. What job did Freddie Fittler have when he made his first grade debut? Reedy. Yes, Reedy. Was he a uh, greenkeeper? Horticulturalist? No. no. MG? He was mowing lawns. Well, he could have been. He was a student. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he was course. in school yeah, course. still. Yeah. Uh, question number three. What position did he play in the Panthers' first premiership winning grant? Yes, MG. <laughs> he played in the centres. He did play in the centres. Oh, this is a carve-up. Uh, where did he make his test debut? Reedy? Ooh. Reedy? Did you just say Reedy then, Chavis? <laughs> No, I didn't. It was the 12-year-old. He's a What did you say? I'm going to guess Parks. Papua New Guinea. Freddie captained the Roosters to a grand final win over what team? Yes. Warriors. Warriors is correct in 2002. He retired as the most capped player for New South Wales. How many games did he play? Yes, Reedy. 29. Close. SMG. 31. Correct. Okay, listen carefully. Why is this sound important to Freddie? <laughs> what on earth is going on? <laughs> is that a llama? Correct. Oh, yes, oh, a llama. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. Michael name. <laughs> well, he apparently he named the. Well, I think they're dead now. He named his llamas Michelle and Barack. 
Yes. Wait, why would you have to start with, I think they're dead now? I mean, yeah, the, that's the, the segment well, was going he on might swimming. He never talks about them anymore, does he? The yeah, yeah, so I've said gone, about yeah. Michelle and oh, her God own. rest in peace. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the, his long-time hobby that has led to a book? MG. Yes, MG. Photography. Photography is correct. In what year did he win Golden Boot as the world's best player? Chamus. Yes, Chamus. 2002. 2000. And finally, question 10. This is true or false. Let me finish the sentence. When Freddie was coaching the Roosters, he told Braith and Nasta that because Braith was too impatient and impulsive on the field, when he was heating food up in the microwave, he was not allowed to open the door until the microwave Freddy. timer went off. Ding. That's true. True. It is. Hang on. Just wait right till the question's finished. Well, it's yeah. finished. <laughs> Queensland has just continued to cheat. You see, he paused. Ah, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to say quizzes were the winner on the day, but Mark Iyer is the winner. Yeah. It's the Marty Tapao's meat tray coming your way, uh, MG. Plenty to come, including the real, the great man himself, Brad Fiddler, will join us later on the Saturday Scrum. in comfort, technology and design. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.